Uh. Some of my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, we're back again. I know you just can't get rid of us. I know you love it. I love you. It's like that guilty pleasure. This is Across the Intersection Podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with Eva and A. Swizzle. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on all places where podcasts are ingested. Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the Clouds of Sound. As always, get at us on divemedia.co. That's divemedia.co. And like we said last episode, you can now start ingesting these podcasts on YouTube. So if you go to youtube.com slash divinimus, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S, um, we're starting to upload all the episodes. You know, our backlog is so heavy, you know, we just can't get it all on there. But no, nah, in all seriousness, there are episodes now on YouTube. So for those of you who like the YouTubes, um, feel free to check us out as well. Go to the Across the Intersection playlist on YouTube. Um, we are on the socials. I am on the, the gram and on Twitter. Um, on Twitter at Divinimus, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S, and the gram at Dive underscore media. And I'm still enjoying everyone's interaction over on Twitter. That's E to the V to the. Again, that's E to the V to the. Definitely um, click on follow and uh, be happy to engage you. Yay, yay. So let's get it in. Y'all know how we do. Um, you know, we could start with our witty banter. We could start with the, you know, the loveliness. I'm just enjoying middle age right now. You know, the the, the grays coming in and all that. You know how it is. Enjoying this summertime. Enjoying life. You know, somebody told me the other day, and I was talking to them. They, they were talking to me about the podcast. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you are listening and you support our show, we have a Telegram group. Um, we keep that joint selective, so if you want to hit us up, for those of you who know us personally and you want to just get in where we chop it up kind of behind the scenes, please hit us up. We got a Telegram group. Folks are very active, um, so you can hit us up individually and we can send you that to join a Telegram group. But anyway, somebody was talking to me about the podcast the other day, and they're like, man, you know, I like y'all podcast, but man, y'all so heavy on there, man. <laughs> <That's> the <point. laughs> they're like, the they're like, man, that joint is heavy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like y'all don't have no light moments. And so I was like, but what about what? this week? I was like, what about this week in the news? That was my point exactly. to try to be funny. They was like, yeah, but even y'all jokes be heavy, man. I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, we, you know, we try, we try, we try. So, so for the, for those of you listening, we're gonna try to lighten it up every once in a while. I'll I'll try to find more uh, chicanery to make this week in the news a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more lighthearted. Um, but with However, that, today's topic I was going to say with that, I was gonna, <laughs> <laughs> right. With that being said, that's not going to happen today. Nope. But moving forward, I will do my best to try to find some more chicanery. Um, although I did find one, I'm, I'm not going to bring it up today. But I didn't send it to y'all. This this joint, this pastor in this church. I'm gonna send it to y'all. We going so for those of you listening, we'll 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 get that on next episode. There will be a uh, a lighthearted this week in the news next episode. It's an article I was reading that's just hilarious. This, you know, Christian folk, boy, they just be out here doing the most. Anyway, but unfortunately, you got to wade with us through the deep waters. We're going to get into one more uh, hefty topic before we lighten it up a little bit. 
Um, we wanted to get into this a couple weeks ago, but just scheduling and different things happened, so we wasn't really able to talk through this. Um, for, for those of you who know what's been going on in, in uh, politics the, the last month or so, with all the pandering that's going on for the 2020 election, you know how it is. Election time is panda time. Panda. Yep. You should bring out that, that rapper, Panda, Panda, Panda. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh, I don't know what that is. No. So anyway, um, this um, thing with reparations, rep to the rations. Y'all already know what it is, rations. Reparations is all the rave. Everybody wants to reparate something. <laughs> you mean repair? Yeah. They, <laughs> Thank you. No, nah, they want to reparate. You know, like conversate. You know, people say conversate. Oh, no. Man, I was over there conversating. Or like, brother. Like, comment. like, brother, you were conversing. Anyway, we reparating. And so, AJ, I just want to make sure jokes. that everyone knows that reparations is not a new topic. A lot of times when we as Gen Xers or millennials see a surge in a particular interest or topic, um, people say, well, why are people talking about it now? No, every generation right, exactly. <laughs> talked about reparations all the way back to when slavery officially ended, uh, quote unquote, and right. the okay. <laughs> say, slave yeah. owners, the slave masters were compensated for their losses. Uh, they were the first, actually, to receive reparations for the bodies and the lives and the wealth uh, that they that, that were being generated or that was being generated by the people that they enslaved. So this is a generational thing. And yes, right now we happen to be coming across a time in which it's a hot topic. I'm glad you brought that up because we will circle back to that on times that the United States actually did give reparations. But let's give the official definition because we all about heaviness here. You know, people say we heavy, so we all about heaviness here. But essentially, Reparations are the idea that some form of compensation needs to be made to the descendants of the Africans that were trafficked and enslaved in the Americas as a consequence of the slave trade. Just wanted to give you a nice academic definition. Compensation or compensatory payment to the descendants of slaves in the United States, okay? Who were brought here as a consequence of the Atlantic slave trade. And that is said in contrast to Laura Ingram, who made a statement <laughs> recently, who said, you lost, we won, get over yourself, let's keep it moving. Now, you know, I did hear that comment, and I wanted to get mad at Laura. I did. But there's a little bit of truth in there. I'm just going to throw it out there. That's just a little bit of truth. What little? What, what truth is there about a barbarian saying, I won, you lost, get over yourself. I, I understand that there that that there that actually that is true in terms of what physically happened, but I think it's ironic that some people believe that they have the right to conquer, but then they want the people who were conquered to shut up. No. Conquering has consequences. Right. He should be the one to deal with those consequences. Well, that's why I say it's just a little bit of truth. I'm not saying that that the the entire statement was true, but just essentially in any conflict there are victors and there are losers. That's all I'm saying. Um, and, you know, of course, she's saying in a more cavalier kind of a way. Well, you know, we, we won. Y'all need to just get over it. Pop, pop, pop. But it's like, you know, we understand that there are results in conflict. But one of the results of conflict is the conquerors 
have to then deal with those who have been conquered. And what are you going to, how are you going to deal with me? For a thousand years. If you don't want to conquer me, then you have to hear my mouth for a thousand years. Nah. Well. If you don't want that, then don't conquer me. Oh my look, goodness. Look, if you don't want to hear my mouth and, and, and feel my little fingernails scraping at your ankles for the rest of eternity, don't conquer me. Okay, Eva here clicking on all cylinders today, all boy. Right. She came out here firing. Pow, pow. All right. But I just want to go. Why don't you, because Eva's our, our resident historian here. Why don't you sort of, you know, and y'all don't y'all can't see this, but she's crushing some cereal right now. That joint is getting destroyed. <laughs> she. So I'm I'm, I'm going to let her get, get, get that last two scoops of raisins question? over there. Um, why don't you go ahead and 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 lay out lay out some of your thoughts on this? Because I know you're the you're the resident historian here. One thing that I want to say, and I'll be brief, um, because I know that we're we're moving forward and we have a lot of things to discuss concerning this topic. But one thing I want to say is that the people who were trafficked, you mentioned trafficking, and I think that's a very very good way to describe it. Those people did not care whether the elite of some other African tribe that conquered them were the ones that sold them into the hands of the Europeans. So they don't care whether that elite belonged to the Yoruba or the Dahomey or the Twi or the Akan people. And they also don't care which Europeans, the Portuguese, the British, the Dutch, the Spanish, actually were uh, the ones who received them brought them to the Western Hemisphere and sold them to slave uh, um, to, to slave masters so that they could work from can't see to can't see generationally for hundreds of years. The people who were trafficked are the ones who matter. They had nothing to do with the politics of anything. And they therefore, and their descendants therefore, shouldn't be blamed for what happened to them. So over the course of 400 years plus, because there are other parts of the Western Hemisphere, although we're not talking about this now, where this uh, happened prior to 1619. You have um, people whose lives from birth to death were taken from them, right? And then you have the labor that they uh, gave forth. And then you have the wealth that was generated from that labor. The North uh, participated in it. In fact, when you looked at the reparations um, uh, hearing from a couple weeks ago, uh, the uh, one of the descendants of the largest slaveholding family uh, testified, and she's from Rhode Island. Okay, right. so the North participated, the South participated, and even during the sixty years that it was only the South, the North actually gained more financially because they were the manufacturers of the products that the slaves had produced. I'm glad that you um, brought so, that up, Eva, because you know a lot of times we look at slavery like it's this Southern thing, not to re- you know, and people sometimes forget to remember that it was the entire nation that benefited from slavery you know from the beginnings all the way through you know the industrial you know revolution when all of the raw material was sent to the north to factories to be processed so no that's a good a very good point so you have centuries rolling by rolling by rolling by you have 1865 and i'll just stop there although it's it's well argued that oppression and and systemic uh bias also needs to be compensated for that's happened from 1865 till now but 1865 comes a war was fought slavery quote unquote ended the reality is though that you have hundreds of years in which human beings were lost and their labor wasn't paid for and the natural resources that they produced 
was not compensated for. And then you have time uh, and then you have people during that time as well as nations that actually benefited financially. And then over the past 150 years, though the cost and the wealth has been inflated and now we're in a situation in which the descendants of the are at a severe wealth gap as a result of a lot of factors, including the fact that their entire background, their, their, their history, their ancestry, and the wealth that ancestors usually produce, they're not able to benefit from, while the descendants of the people who took from those ancestors are extremely wealthy. And so the reason that reparations is being called upon, or one of the reasons it's being called for now, is to say the wealth gap is a clear indicator that something wrong had happened in the past. Um, second of all, people who benefited from our ancestors' labor are benefiting now, whereas the people who are the descendants of those ancestors who were stolen from did not receive the inheritance that their ancestors would have left had they been allowed to work for their own money. And so this is not a matter of giving black people anything. It's just a matter of people receiving the wealth that was stolen. And so for those listening, just to understand that the context that we're talking about, there were about two or three weeks ago, there were hearings down on Capitol Hill um, to they, they created a committee. June to, 19. Thank you. One hearing. It was just one. I thought it was more than one. But anyway, there was that, that hearing and Ta-Nehisi Coates was there and Danny Glover was there and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They were trotting out everybody to discuss the possibility of even investigating the idea of reparations. This wasn't even to do it. This was just to, you know, investigate the idea or the possibility of the idea of giving reparations. So that's what we're talking about here. Um, just what the the notion of reparations are and sort of, you know, how that would even, you know, what would that even would look like? So, yeah, it's called um, House Resolution Forty, HR Forty, uh, which has been presented to the U.S. Um, Senate for how long, Eva? What over twenty years, thirty years? It's been it's been a while, it's, and, and it's been always ignored. Yeah. And, and John Conyers uh, out of um, what is he out of Detroit Michigan? Or something or Michigan? Michigan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he would he's a senator out of uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think he's a senator, <laughs> a black senator. Nah, I think he's a. I think he, he might be in the House of Reps. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, he's been presenting that for many, many years until he um, passed it to um, Cheryl, Sheila Jackson Lee. And yeah. then Sheila Jackson Cheryl Lee. Jackson Lee, yeah. No, Is Sheila or Sheryl? You think it's Cheryl Lee Ralph, brother? It's Sheila, <laughs> Sheryl Jackson Lee. I know because I think of the same thing. I think the same thing. <laughs> Black people, boy, I tell you. And anyway, um, but that's it's called House Resolution 40. Um, and that is, it was a bill to put forth to the um, the House of Representatives and the Senate, so the Congress, in order to um, study the impact of slavery in, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> study the impact of slavery. I guess it makes reference to reparations in there, but that's pro- that's prim- primarily what it is. Um, it, it, as Eva has said, and AJ, you are, you are also, I believe, acknowledged, yeah, it's not for reparations, it's just the kind of even sort of kind of sort of even sort of kind of <laughs> to some kind of government pushed uh, uh, a statistical study um, on the impact of slavery and the possibility of what could be repaired but um, those things have already been done they just haven't been done by the United States they've been done independently um, over over uh, over a, 
a lot of uh, time. So those studies are already done. Anyway. So for people who don't think that, you know, this is like something that has been done or something that should be done, I just want to rattle off a few times that the the you know concept of reparations have been executed not just in this country but in other nations um for those of you who don't know um there's the japanese american claims act of 1948 um where there were a total of 38 million dollars of payments sent to japanese americans for the ones who were in internment camps in the early part of the 20th century um there is now we love to equate, and this, you know, I've I've had this discussion with with people before. Um, Japanese internment was during World War II. I just wanted to clarify that. Thank you. Yeah, because um, we were at war with with uh, with, with Japan yeah, and with, others. With the Japanese, um, people were concerned, you know, that Japanese Americans would, you know, would also be um, interested in the interests of their home country, and so they were interned. So I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, but go ahead. So the the closest. You know, um, analogy, something that people are saying that is analogous to the transatlantic slave trade is the Holocaust, right? A lot of people love to, you know, beat their chest about the Holocaust and how terrible the Holocaust was. not African-Americans always push back the Holocaust. You know, slavery was like hundreds of years, right? But even though, in my estimation, though the Holocaust was horrible, it pales in comparison to the slave trade. And Germany rectified that. They paid over $7 billion to uh, Caucasian European Jews who went back to Israel. $7 billion. Now, that's using inflation. It wasn't $7 billion at the time. If you use inflation and all of the good financial equations to yeah, make it equal. they formed the nation of Israel throughout all of that. I just wanted to be clear. And then they gave them that money. Yeah, once Nation of Israel was formed, all of the <laughs> Caucasian Jews that Crazy. left Europe and went back to that new Nation of Israel that were given a total of $7 billion, you know, factoring in inflation and all that stuff, which <laughs> is a tremendous amount of money. It's a tremendous amount. There was a conference on Jewish materials claims against Germany. Like, they had a whole freaking thing about this, like, yeah. which is just amazing. Again, you can go look these things up, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I mean there, there are articles written British about mandate. it. Say what? I'm sorry. I think that's also involved. Like the British mandate. The British British mandate is also a part of that. So there, there, yeah, that, that conference was held to discuss the terms of the reparations paid. Oh, British mandate? Yeah. No, no, no. The conference on Jewish materials claims against Germany. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, and one other one other one again by a country that we wouldn't even consider on quote unquote the level of the United States but South Africa South Africa even paid they had a truth and reconciliation commission which authorized six annual payments to South African citizens people who were victimized by apartheid mm-hmm. a total of I believe it's like 16,000 no, sixteen thousand um, some odd people, but thirty nine hundred dollars. You know, whether what's the conversion for South African money to right. um, U.S. money, yeah. and um, the 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 commission that Truth and Reconciliation Commission, they they recommended like three hundred million dollars of total payment, and it was broken up into six annual payments. They identified victims. It was over 16,000 people. It was probably more than that, but they at least identified 16,000 people. And they all got about four grand, six times. Mm -hmm. Again, 
it's it it it's not necessarily to you know undo the horrors that were done through apartheid or through the Holocaust or any of these atrocities. And you yeah, can't you're just undo saying it. it's not as it's not a ridiculous uh, concept. Exactly, that's it's the point precedent. that we're trying to bring up. Like people think about this rep- oh, reparations. Oh my God, <laughs> like who would do that? But it's like no, people have done this. Like yeah. nations have realized, man, we did some dirt. We can't undo the dirt that we did. Okay, what's done is done, but the least that we can do is this. As a gesture to say, listen, our bad. You know, we we got wealthy on the backs of your people, or we treated you like crap, or, you know, we enslaved you, we put you, whatever it is. And it's just a a way to show forth a, a, a step towards reconciliation is you know is it the gonna be a complete one for one no it's not but it's just an acknowledgement of the wrongdoing which is what sometimes this nation doesn't like to do we like to and cover everything the with the acknowledgement of the wrongdoing is inferior to the basic numbers I, i'm looking at a ledger that's all because I think it's actually insulting, you know, to acknowledge wrongdoing using money. I think that it's a matter not just of feeling bad that you oppress somebody for a long period of time. I think there is a ledger that we can't ignore. And on one side of it, there is wealth that was taken and the descendants, the contemporary descendants of those who took it are benefiting from it. On the other side, there is the wealth that was stolen and the descendants of those from whom it was stolen are sitting here without. And so it's not, I think it's actually insulting to say, oh, we want to give you, because no amount of money will make up for millions of lives that were taken from, you know, their, their proper owners. I think that the question is, what about that wealth? And why don't we distribute it according to the way it should have been distributed in the first place? And I think that's why we can put a dollar amount on it. Yeah, well, what about it? They, They are, you know, this, we have to also remember that wealth is literally calculated on, its valuation is based on what others don't have. So, if everybody has something, then what you have wouldn't be worth anything. So our country and our economy operates as a pyramid where you have an excluded class and then you have the collectors of the excluded class. And the fact that you have now due to technology, due to the internet and and due to where we are in this continuum of history unfolding, you have a uh, exploited class that is becoming more awakened and more aware um, and holding the exploiter the exploiter class accountable for the sins in which that they have been doing. And so now the question is, is how long is this gonna last? Um, these are the kinds of things that wars break out over, that right. nations rise up and fight against other nations about. The, the 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 you you walking around with what it is that is mine, and somebody says, "Well, my granddaddy gave it to me." Crimea River, those are those are fighting words. They're, they're basically saying, "Well, what are you going to do about it?" Oh, I'll write you a letter. I might even I might even draw you a poem. I might even write you a poem, draw you a picture. But I'm not giving you um, <clears throat> the I'm not giving you the things in which that I designed to feed my children. Period. Unless you come and you take it. And I'm not that, giving you what my grandfather stole and gave to me. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So you, if you want it, well, throw them hands up. 
<laughs> and, and we're laughing and we're laughing because right. we know that it's true. But right, right. That we have to understand is that we live under a sword. And this, these people that we're going up to, I mean, we're talk, you know, these, 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 these people are savage, you know, and they, they, they're violent. Um, you know, if you got what it takes, then you know, you go and you will get it cracking. Otherwise, you know, get down and lay down. And that's that's that that's just what it is. So so um I for me with the reparations uh um hullabaloo is more so about kind of watching watching um prophecy unfold. And you know, we're seeing um, this exploited class, but particularly the, the, the those of the captivity um, from uh, the area that we refer to as the Slave Coast, which has other names that do not have uh, slavery connotations, but the opposite, which we can say for another episode, uh, are now waking up and um, holding, holding the captors uh, accountable. And so the question is, is that, you know, are they going to give up the goods? Is it going to go away? What's going to happen here? And I'm telling you right now that it's not going to end pretty um, because you're talking about a group of people that don't, don't care about the United States. They only care about their bloodline. Right. And so if it means that they, they got to throw off this flag, they got to throw off the Constitution, they got you. You're trying to use something that's designed to hold you back against them, which is guerrilla warfare tactics. And that's cool. But you have to also understand that it within the within the connotation of guerrilla warfare is war. Basically, what I'm saying is that this is how wars break out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, you talking about bloodlines and the people in which that you have issue, you're taking issue with, um, only respect, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to get all, get all, uh, you know, Detroit red, but they only respect the ballot of the bullet. You know, they, they don't really, they really forget the dog on ballot. Cause that's one of the strategies that's going right now is that, you know, people are threatening to not vote. Like that's just what it is. You know, and um, they're trying to hold the Democrats accountable, which is, I think, is an excellent strategy. Uh, I think that it will lead to the collapse of the Democratic Party. I do, um, unless um, unless the groundswell ends up being infiltrated, which attempts are trying to happen right now. Um, but if the groundswell of uh, of of of, of um, those who are the descendants of the exploited class and they continue to be the exploited class, if that doesn't go away, if that doesn't go away then uh, you know you'll see the collapse and the demise of the Democratic Party, which would then and which would then lead to the collapse or attempted collapse of the two-party system. Um, and then from I mean I'm talking about a two-party political system. Uh, and then from there, uh, you know you're talking about the collapse of the nation. And so um, and I, I can see internal wars and strifes um, or maybe even external distractions um, to come about uh, in order to kind of kind of salvage you know whatever whatever the united states can salvage um but i don't think that is going to come off of you know some voting because there's no way in the world there's no way in the world a democratic uh a democratic presidential candidate will get elected if they're saying that three quarters of their voting base is going to have to cut a check <laughs> For not just 25%, but specifically black people, because this country does not like black people. 
you know, black Americans. It's just not happening because if a black man, I'm going to shut up after this. If a black <laughs> American, this, this is why you label black. It's a designation. If you're eating and I'm not black, then that means something's, if you're eating and I'm not eating, there's something wrong with the system. There's something wrong here because you're always supposed to be on the bottom. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So, and, and I'm saying within this, within, w- within the current, within the current historical time that we're in now that is that is how uh you know that's how the system is set up so for us to get broke off is literally breaking the system right i'm 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 glad you brought that up because what is is not really spoken about a lot of times is the fact that you know the the nation is broke you know people forget that this nation is in trillion dollars of debt because we play with fiat money which is like playing with monopoly money Right. And so they only going to go back to the well so many times. Right. And so in other are, words, we've been printing money, printing money, printing money um, after the money was backed up by some sort of um, metal. And so that's what you mean by fiat money. Thank you. I know I just made it. I just my, made my cardinal sin there making a leap. Um, but, you know, in the 1970s, Nixon took us off of the gold standard. It's just yeah. the way that they back up the financial system, you know, for mm-hmm. centuries. The um, the financial system was backed by gold and other precious metals, but in the 1970s, Richard Nixon took us off that standard and put us on fiat money, yeah, it, which essentially yeah. means that our fine arc, the, the strength of our currency, is based off the perceived strength of our nation. So, for for those listening, you know, the the nation is is essentially in debt, and so if we go back to the well to try to give the descendants of African slaves, you know, money. There is nothing to give. That's that's not like the little unspoken part about this whole thing that ain't no money to give. Yeah. yeah the other and thing about it, you know, and can, I just I, I just I just want to throw this in. You sh- but but yeah, the 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 interesting part is still is asking for it because asking for it is really is really in a roundabout way holding the country accountable to 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 all of the sins you know um because if yeah if they don't they don't i just i just wanted to say that it's not that these people should then just be like well they don't have it because they you know if you if you if you're quiet about it and this country will continue to 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 move in in that uh way in which that is um you know i mean just continue to moving in lies so basically it's just kind of like pulling the carpet from under the country is what i'm trying to say and no raising doubt. this type of awareness is critical because it also serves as an explanation for contemporary realities. Without something like this, people say, what is it that, or like, why is it that these people are on the bottom? What is wrong with them? Why yeah. is it that those people are on the top? What did they do right? And, and, in, and, and, and actually these, these types of questions are really disingenuous because they're not really asking, they're reaching conclusions. They pass by a poverty-stricken neighborhood and say, these people are inferior, yep. or they don't want anything for their children, or these men don't want to support their families or whatever. But what this type of um, call to action does is it raises awareness to say there are historic reasons, systemic reasons that have been going on for generation after generation and they explain why there's a wealth gap, why there's an academic and uh, educational gap, and why there's so many other gaps based on color. Yeah, now that's I'm I'm glad that that you brought that up because one of the things that politicians like to do is only frame the the statements in the context of oh America's original sin of slavery. No, it's it's it's, it's quite a few more. 
We can go to Jim Crow. We can go to segregation. We can go to Red Lion. It's more than just an quote unquote an original sin. It's a it's a it's a laundry list that that could definitely be laid out for things that you know this nation needs to reconcile. And so, with that being said, I actually wanted to look up a couple terms. You know, a lot of you know we gonna get. I'm not gonna get too Bible. I'm, I'm gonna use a Bible term, but it's not necessarily exclusively to the Bible. It's just all throughout the Scripture where it talks about reconciliation. And the scriptures talk a lot about how God wants to reconcile human beings back to himself and that we are to aid in that effort, right? We are to aid in God reconciling mankind back to himself. Well, we have to, we have to look at the term reconciliation. Um, reconciliation is actually based on another term called conciliation, you know, we like we can't just say reconcile thank without you, understanding conciliation and conciliation is the process of adjusting. Right. Or settling disputes. Right. It's to bring things into balance. Right. So when when people consolidate, it's it's used in legal um, situations, it's used in financial situations. It's used in arbitration. It's a way of settling the books, right? It's a way of settling the situation. So God is settling that situation. And then the benefactors of that are reconciled to whatever party had the dispute. So this nation needs to first settle, right? Settle the books so that those who are the benefactors of that i.e. the descendants of those people who were the other party in the dispute could then be able to reap the benefits. And that's the part that I don't think anyone really wants to do because to A's point, that sort of peels off that scab and we got to address, right? We don't want to do that because if I do that, then I'm admitting to that laundry list of, of quote unquote sins that you know we don't really want to look at. We don't really want to deal with unless we're forced to like you said by fighting or war like people are forced to deal with it but very few nations in general um actually want to look back at the ugly reflection in in the mirror and so you know i, I don't you know me personally i don't really even expect it to happen because i just i've gotten such you know a, a jaded view of politics in general that this is just an election scam this is just a a way for democratic candidates to pander again you know pander 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 um why it's it, it's coming up now um and cory bookers of the world and you know the the like are sort of pushing this stuff out there um and that's why you know i, I was telling you guys before you know this is probably the the first election that i'm struggling even with a desire to vote um, because mm. when you have somebody like Bernie Sanders, who's out here pander, 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 and then he says, "No, nah, I'm not when really," you. huh? <laughs> when it comes to you, right? Uh, and then he moves over to the next person, and you, and you, <laughs> exactly. It's like I don't mind. Like here's here's Bernie's thing. I don't rock with reparations. Nah, I'm not down with that. And then not even two weeks later, he rolls out this massive plan to forgive billions with a B, ladies and gentlemen dollars of student debt i'm like hold on and bernie can, you can, and you can you can even say with that you can make the argument that students and there's no disrespect to you even students and we're all <laughs> students here too took our loans, but i know even probably has the most expensive 
you took that out. You volunteered to take that out. Nobody, as a, nobody as a developmental adolescent. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you still did it, you know, as like, a developmental adolescent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't born into the situation and told and forced to take this on. You we're not going to talk about developmental psychology. I'll let you continue. Well, you, but you still, you still, you still, I chose it. I don't have to use you. I chose it. Right. I chose, I chose it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Developmental adolescent. It, but we, we still chose it though. We weren't forced. You weren't even allowed to determine that you were going to drink or smoke, but you were allowed to make a decision about your financial future. But yeah. make your large, I know you're making a larger right. point about burning. My you, teeth though. weren't broken. You know, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sent off in, um, in um, chains around my neck. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, arms cut off. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't hung. I wasn't, you know, all those things weren't taking place for, 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 for these students to get the student student loans. And this guy's gonna, and he's not gonna do it. There's no way in the world this country's gonna allow that to happen. But he's just saying that to get votes and to make a point. Just the fact that he can, um, you know, these people so afraid to give anything specific to black people. It's just, it's, it, it's aggravating. You know, it's aggravating. Um, but I don't, I understand what's going on. You know, you got uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. I'm gonna call her Kamala, I don't care. Kamala Harris talking, oh, a hundred, you know, like a hundred billion dollars or something along those lines for home, minority homeowners. Right. I mean, just say black, <laughs> just say black American, stop playing. But the reason why they do that is to pander the votes. You know, um, I wish I could find that document, I was searching for it and searching for it, but I can't find it. I wish I could find the document for Cory Booker, the road to presidency, the road to the presidency where his, that PR person from the Democratic National Convention had like that article where that research paper was leaked to show the pie chart of percentages of voting blocks that he would need to appeal to. And the biggest block were black people, but all the other blocks were these broken off uh, um, white groups. And so in order to win, you need to get mo you need to get that block of black people, which is the biggest block, and then all those other splinter groups of different white people, if you understand what I'm saying. Right, right. So you have to win with both. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And so if you just speak specifically to black people, you're gonna turn off all of those other white people. But if you speak specifically to those white people, and historically, if you don't make any promises to black people, but you put a black face there then black people just go along because they think, oh, well, this is going to be good for us. Right, because we're a minority as well. Yeah, no, I mean, that, yeah, exactly. that I, I actually heard somebody talk about the, the Democratic Party. And this, for those listening, you know, this this is related only because it's, I believe this is a political stunt, um, is one of the mistakes that the Democratic Party does is it, it tries to speak for too many groups whose, you know, allegiances are not aligned. Where you know when when you're dealing with the Republicans, you know what you're dealing with, right? Exactly. You know it's one group, and you know who they're rocking with. It's it's yeah. it, it's very clear. Not that it's <laughs> right or wrong. It's just I know who I'm dealing with. I can see exactly who I'm dealing with. With you know sometimes with the Democratic Party, it's so many different groups who's who has different allegiances. You know, as the one person on the team here who is not quote unquote ADOS, right? I'm a first generation. 
immigrant family. Like I was the first person in my family born in the United States. Both of my parents are from the Caribbean. They don't have the same allegiances. I'm just keeping it 100. And all of my people listening whose parents are not from the U.S. can know exactly what I'm talking about. Their their allegiances, many of their allegiances are not aligned with African-Americans. It just isn't. Of course, they're different you people. Not, and right, not that it's even supposed to be. But what is presented is that it is. And that's the, that's the part where the Democrats mess up because they present it as if it is. And in actuality, it's not. Right, you have Caribbean people, and you have African people, and you have South American people, and just because the the hue of our skin is the same, they give this presentation as if all of our allegiances are aligned, and they're not. As someone who is not, you know, quote unquote, family is not native Black American, I understand the the need for reparations. I actually, I can actually dig it, right? To hammer this point home, my my wife and I we were just watching just the other day the the movie Detroit. I don't know if you guys saw um, Detroit came out about a year and a half ago about the Algiers, yeah, yeah, about the Algiers hotel that incident. That's like those are the types of things that happened to African Americans in this country that just didn't happen to any other group. Like stuff like that, just it may have happened to other groups in their country, but I'm talking about specifically here in the United States. And I mean, you can multiply that times millions and millions and millions of all the different atrocities and incidents. And I just feel like the the scripture talks about God judging nations corporately, right? A lot of times we look at the scripture for, for the individual part where, you know, God will judge an individual and God does do that. God judges individuals. When you transgress, you know, you have to be brought to recompense. Got it. But there are also times in the scripture where God judges nations, not yes. nations, ethnos, but nations as in uh, places. God will judge a place. And unless that place corporately repents, unless mm. there is corporate repentance, and that doesn't mean everybody's going to turn to faith in Christ, but that there's a turn from injustice to justice. God many times will call nations into recompense for the lack of justice and i think that the continual ignoring of this issue of this class of people of which i'm a part my children are now a part right that that is something at some point that this country will not be able to get away from right we can duck and dodge and ignore for as long as we think we can but at some point the the, you know you're going to be called up to you know give 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 your account and if the answer is going to be oh well we were broke or oh well, what about other minorities or oh this oh that it's kind of like oh, we hey, spent the money that we stole we spent it all we spent the money we stole right this new rolls royce out here i got this new uh <laughs> <laughs> i got this new f-18 fighter over here these fighter jets sorry that's that's just not going to be good enough and listen all of these you know all of these Christians out here caping, caping for the right wing, talking about how bad reparations will be for the nation. You need mm. to go back and check the scriptures, man. You need to mm. get back into that Bible that you're toting and understand that at some point God judges nations corporately. He doesn't always judge individuals. He judges nations corporately. And you can keep playing the fool because you want to ride this gravy train. 
right? You want to, hey, I don't want this boat to be rocked. Uh... You know, AJ, a lot of people will say, oh, that's what you're talking about is Old Testament. It's Old Testament. You know, it's passe. You know, forget about Micah 3.6 or whatever, wherever it says that God doesn't change. That's Old Testament, right? But the reality is when you look at the New Testament, even the people in the New Testament were, uh, were victimized by another group called the Roman Empire. Right, the exactly. The reason that they were in that condition is because of what was mentioned in the Old Testament, which is you abandon me, you worship idols, you don't follow my laws, commandments, and statutes. This is what will happen. I will send another nation. So, so you know, the whole idea that, oh, that's Old Testament and that's in the past and God has changed somehow, or that's not the way redemptive history works. Well, when we look at the historic record in the New Testament, we still see these things happening. Right, exactly. When the last time you've seen a, a Caesar walking around here? <laughs> God judges nations, man. He judges them. I mean, at one point, Rome was the most powerful entity on earth, you know, and they ain't around no more, right? We just got to, you know, we just got to be a little bit more, you know, discerning than that. That's all. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this concludes our reparations talk. We glad that you joined us today. <laughs> you know, I I just, and even, listen, even if they do, let's just say in a hypothetical utopian situation, they would uh, issue some kind of reparations. There would be a bunch of $5 Negroes running around here. Just like, if for those of you who want some homework, Go look up the Dawes Rolls, D-A-W-E-S. It's the Dawes Rolls of the Five Civilized Tribes. Um, from It started in 1887 and went through to the early part of the 20th century. Um, that's where they started to do uh, reservations and things like that to sort of, quote unquote, give the Native Americans back some of what was completely taken from them and that they were decimated. But what you ended up seeing, and for those of you who go to like Native American festivals, like myself, my family, we, we, we do from time to time. You ever notice why all them Native American festivals look like Dawson's Creek? Is that just me? <laughs> Joyce well, looks like Dawson's Creek because at the well, time there were a bunch like of James Van Der Beek out there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's because a bunch of Caucasians were able to pay their way onto the Dolls Rolls. It's amazing. And, and it's amazing. Get, and end up being classified as native. You can go look it up, people, if you think that we're it's tripping. Just, you know, for people who think blows, that we're just biased Christians, you can go look it yeah, up. It just blows my mind the way you, you would be the descendant of the thief. Actually, it shouldn't blow my mind because you're the descendant of the thief, right? <laughs> and then, so therefore, when the tables turn and when those who are stolen from are, are finally getting back, that 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 uh, DNA, that thieving DNA pops up in you again to say, oh, well, let me see if I can dig around and find that 1% of me that's that uh, particular ethnic group so that I can be another, a thief one more time. And honestly, I think that's what would happen. Honestly, like I said, in, in a utopian world, if, if they were to say, you know what, we're going to give you Negroes some reparations, and they start cutting checks, it's going to be a whole bunch of Rachel Dolezals popping up all over the place, and me and you going to be looking with like, hold on, hold on, what's, where, where did they come from? I'm just, you know, that's just what I feel. That's just what I feel is going to happen. That's just the way America rolls. And it's like, yo, <laughs> you know what? I'd rather y'all just not do it. You know what? Just keep, just don't, uh, don't even waste my time. Well, that's one thing I can say about the American descendants of slaves and, and their sort of requirements. I liked when they said, first of all, <laughs> you have to be someone who's claimed to be black in the past decade. Second of all, so you can't be all of, oh, Johnny come lately. Second of all, I need to be able to trace it back in a hundred years. 
you know, one thing that is good about American record keeping since slavery is that, yeah, there actually were census uh, uh, roles every decade. But no, I understand what you're saying. Regardless of what the parameters are, there's still people gonna, who are going to be coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, people are going to try to bend the rules to their own, you know, to their own benefit, which is what human beings do. So, again, you know, y'all know how we do. We always bring it back around. So whether we're talking about reparations, whether we're talking about crooked Democrats or Republicans, or even if we're just talking about the fact that God judges nations corporately, you know, we're going to keep him in the mix. So we do thank you guys for rocking with us. Hey, listen, let us know your thoughts. Hit us up on the gram or on Twitter and let us know your thoughts. And like I said, for those of you who are on YouTube, we'll try to get some of these, you know, some of these more recent shows up on the YouTube page as we're populating slowly but surely. Um, but we do thank you guys for rocking with us. So for even a, this is AJ saying peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They're the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinction.